Hello and welcome to today's Meetings Today podcast, where we interview some of the important people in the meetings and events industry. We're making some waves, uh, trending, uh, and all the all that other good stuff. Uh, today we have one of uh, the biggest trenders, uh, the editor of Event Manager blog, Julius Solaris. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Julius. Thank you, Tyler. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And thanks for the big as well. I appreciate that. I know it's not on a personal side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. Uh, so, hey, why don't you tell uh, tell everyone out there uh, what Event Manager blog is, um, what, it, what it gives to meetings and events planners and people in the industry, and maybe something uh, about your background. Mm-hmm. So Event MB was born uh, 11 years ago now. So we've been around for quite a while. And, uh, you know, we've always been on the forefront of research and giving practical advice to event planners, meeting planners around the world. Um, you know, we, we're not a news website. Um, you know, we are very advice oriented. So we do give a lot of practical tips, uh, especially when it gets to trending um, topics and technology, um, meeting design, sponsorship, marketing, you name it. I mean, we, we do have a report or some level of research on all of these topics. So that's where we are. Excellent. And then you have a real uh, prodigious sort of footprint on uh, LinkedIn, I think it is too. Don't didn't uh, don't you have like a giant there? Um... Yeah, we do have a large community there with almost uh, 400,000 members. Uh, it's been quite a, a, a large uh, gator, gathering of event uh, planners since 10 years uh-huh. now. So it's been around for quite a while. And uh, yeah, pretty proud of that. And it's um, also the backbone of a lot of the research that we do. And is that under, is the group name Event Manager Blog or? Uh... It's called the LinkedIn Event Planning and Management Group. So if you search for event planning and management in the group sections, uh, you will find it. And, you know, very exciting times to join as, uh, you know, from Next week, LinkedIn is uh, overhauling the whole group experience, so we expect new. Friends. I got to make sure I'm in that. I'm kind of embarrassed if I'm not. So, <laughs> hopefully, that's fine. It's always fun to right. join. No You'll problem. approve me. I want to yeah. get it on uh, on record here, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> you will always be thank approved. you. <laughs> uh, so, tell us, um, you really cover uh, a lot of trends in the industry. Uh, you were just saying that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, well, I don't know if it was a month or two ago, um, time flies, but um, you issued, I think, a state of the events industry uh, survey. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe mm-hmm. you can uh, let people know, uh, kind of fill them in on what that was about and some of the findings. Absolutely. So um, we carried this research uh, in January 2018. We published it a few months later. Um, this was one of the largest research researches ever done uh, in the industry with 2,400 participants and over 1,000 qualified event professionals um, responding um, to a bunch of questions. Like we really pushed the envelope in terms of how many questions we asked. We asked on technology, meeting design, experiential marketing, destination selection. So it's probably one of the most comprehensive pieces you find around when it gets to um, you know, planning events. And it's a, it's a wealth of information that we've made readily available uh, to our readers and to fellow publications as well that wanted to cover it. So it's, uh, it's always been a, an open uh, type of research. Um, it's, it's, it give, gave us a lot of insights. 
uh, probably one of the ones that um, I, I've been talking about and I've been also shaping our trending, um, you know, our trends on has been, you know, the budgeting uh, issue, as in uh, a lot of event professionals, especially in the corporate world, say that, you know, their biggest challenge for this year has been budgets and shrinking mm-hmm. budgets specifically. Uh, but then again, when we went to ask them, like, how's your budget looking for this year? They said, well, it's the same if it's not more. Okay, So how do you reconcile more budget with shrinking budget being the yeah. challenge? That has been kind of a lot of uh, research that we've done and trying to identify what's actually happening there. What we found out and what I've been able to confirm, you know, speaking around the world and talking to event professionals from different backgrounds, is that expectations are raising, whether it's internal expectations of your boss or, or, you know, if you're the boss of yourself and your people working with you, or, you know, attendees expectations. You know, if you think 10, 15 years ago, um, you you would attend like one annual meeting, whatever that was, Mm -hmm. a trade show or, you know, conference. And that was it. And you brag about it with your colleagues and you would be super excited about it. These days, you don't have to attend a meeting. You just uh, you're just exposed to it on LinkedIn right. or Facebook to you see the pictures coming. You know, you see all these amazing things happening. So the next time you're going to that actual event you're attending in person, you have a higher yeah. level of expectations because you you've seen it happening all around you. And so all of a sudden we're we're facing obviously rising costs is another factor, but you know expectations. So all, also the evolution of you know, we've witnessed this year of the evolution from events to experiences and what that means for event planners, you know, stepping up, you know, creating more sort of engaging um, events. That's been at the core of this perception that budgets are shrinking Mm -hmm. when they're actually not. Um, So how do you cope with that? That's been kind of an editorial line that that we've been following through the year. Um, And we've been able to give a lot of advice. You know, one of the first... um, themes that we've been pushing is the uh, the mm-hmm. use of technology um, specifically. You know, I'm a big fan of tech. I'm a geek. Um, and uh, I love that. But I think we are past that. We're past the geek side right. of, of things. I, I don't believe any event professional, um, whether it's corporate, um, you know, special events, you cannot scale your events without the use of technology. It's impossible to manage everything by yeah. an Excel spreadsheet. I know some of our audience, you know, are extremely attached to Excel. You know, they've, they've been modeling those formulas for the past 20 years or so. They're super attached to those. But, you know, it's time to let go. I believe it's time to let go of Excel. <laughs> you know, this is the year. It's fun and scary probably too uh, at the same time. This is the year, Tyler. I mean, I made the decision. Yeah. I said to everybody, okay, this is the year. Uh, that we're dropping finally spreadsheets. And you know why this is the year? Um, A year ago, I would have said, you know what? Probably event professionals are right to use spreadsheets because you know what? Software is not still not there yet. But I believe we are there yet. We are there. This well, what did they replace? How, what replaces that spreadsheet? I mean, people are pretty attached to it, exactly. uh, as they, as they used to be, probably attached to their, ro- their paper Rolodex twenty exactly. years ago, right? Exactly. That's the thing. But you know, they, they were in the right. I think, like up until a year ago, they were right to be attached to it because you know what? All these software companies telling us drop your spreadsheets. Eventually, they offered a cranky, unusable tool as a replacement. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm going to stick to Excel. It works for me. I have control over it. 
fine. It's not probably perfect, but I'll use it. Now, what, some of the other research that we've done this year, it's an analysis called um, uh, that we put in a report called the Good Event Management Software Guide. And we reviewed the 150 software providers. And we think that we're there. So now you can find not all of them, but a good percentage of only one or very integrated software pieces that are very usable, easy to use, easy UX, which is very important for the event planner. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that offer a new set of data. I mean, how can you scale your event without, you know, knowing which attendees attended past events and you can market back to them? How do you know? So yeah. Are they, are they all in a phase right now where they're sort of competing with each other and maybe one or two will rise to the top? And, and if so, I mean, what advice do you have for meeting planners mm -hmm. to jump in and check these out and find out mm -hmm. what, what works for them and what may be the standard? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the times are, you know, we've never had such turbulent times when it gets to software, you know, with uh, uh, going back a couple of years ago, um, you know, Cvent, Lanian coming together under Vista 1.6 billion acquisition of Cvent. Then, you know, Aventry being acquired by a fund, you know, Itouch is rebranded re as Aventry. Eventbrite filing for IPO last week. Uh, uh -huh. You know, that we've never witnessed such movement uh, in terms of the attention of uh, VCs and the general, you know, investing community into event management software. So we can expect a lot of changes in the next year, year and a half or so. Yeah. Okay. So that's first point. How do you choose it for your event? Well, it's about your events, your portfolio, your needs. It's about getting, becoming extremely picky. That's what I, I think. I don't think we're picky enough. I don't think we challenge these salespeople enough. I don't think we ask for the support we should ask. I think we should yeah. really drill them, send RFPs away, be extremely precise and, you know, have the level same of expectations that we have for when we select a venue or when we select a food and beverage, same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, having been in this industry for a long time, I've just noticed even just maybe five years ago or so, like the tech people started entering into it. Mm -hmm. And at first it was like, uh, you know, it was like uh, a bunch of like individual sort of guys around a table. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, that's interesting. You're new to the industry. And now it just keeps increasing in relevance and influence and now it's it's almost it's not the whole game, but it's like uh, it's a huge part of of the industry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that Tyler happening on the show floor of many exhibitions that we attend. Of uh, how you know tech is gaining momentum, is gaining uh, real estate, uh, you know, and obviously the usual hotels and destinations are kind of you know staying there where they used to be, but tech is gaining more and more. Uh, not necessarily new tech, so not necessarily mm -hmm. new startups. I think we're kind of in a downturn um, for the past couple of years. We, we're not seeing new ideas coming up. We're seeing a lot of consolidation. We're seeing yeah. a lot of companies buying other companies. You know, Eventbrite bought three ticketing companies. Cvent bought Quick Mobile um, last, um, you know, a few months ago. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of consolidation happening, a lot of acquisition. That means that we need to choose tools that either are only one, okay, so they give us the whole profile of our event, or extremely integrated tools. Mm -hmm. There's no more time for silos. There's more, no more time to saying, okay, I'm going to export the list of my attendees and import it into to my app. That's 2009. 
that's not 2018. Yeah. Okay, so we have to be up to date with what's happening in the software world. You know, we have plenty of guides. There's a lot of information on meetings today as well on how to do that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And where do you think planners should start uh, to learn this? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. they're not they're not born with this knowledge where how do they they jump in? It's so important. Uh, mm -hmm. How do they abandon or or push aside their Excel uh, software and, and get into this new world you're talking about? Um, I first believe it's a matter of perception. If we don't change that perception first, uh, we're not going to go anywhere. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So I've been an advocate of the fact that a lot of meeting planners, you know, you put a lot of attention on a venue, you put a lot of attention on the destination, you put a lot of attention on the FMB. When it gets to technology, we kind of let go and we follow the flow, which is so yeah. unevent professional, if you know what I mean. Right. It's so not us, but we l let it go. When it gets to technology, we say, okay, whatever okay. will happen, will happen. So that, that is changing. So I see a lot of uh, professionals that now finally perceive the importance that having a uh, solid Wi-Fi has at the event, right? right. You don't, you don't want to mess up with, with uh, CEOs or, you know, um, C-level suite type of attendees. Because, uh, you know, you ask them not to work because you didn't think of the Wi-Fi. I mean, right. how crazy is that? So um, that's one step. So raising your perception that technology is an integral part of what we call the experience mix. Mm -hmm. So those make that mix of elements that comes together to create an experience, a positive, more memorable experience. So raising that perception, first step. Second step is to get documented. You need to have a process to do this. This is not something, yes, you can learn it on the ground, but you have to have a, an approach. I've talked about it uh, extensively in one of our reports called the Event Tech Bible, which uh, is going to get an update actually this month mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks is going to get out. Uh, and it, it, it sort of depicts a whole um, sort of process to approach technology from the beginning to the end. Like, how should you do it? How should you face uh, adversity? How you should not disrupt, but you should implement change step by step, mm -hmm. little by little reviewing because there's a perception okay let's jump on mobile apps mobile apps are amazing and then you know you disrupt um, a, a balance that it's already very delicate which you know you cannot do in an event environment so right. having a kind of a baby step approach to technology usually works measuring what you do seeing what the result is pestering your suppliers to provide their information if you don't have the time yeah. your business is important you should go to your suppliers and say i want this report you have to give it to me if you want my business right. that's kind of the negotiation power we use when we select venues but not when we right. select technology yeah add it to the list of a meeting and what meeting and event planners do huh? i mean it's <laughs> it's just running a huge event and making sure i mean everything from security to getting everyone fed, to education, to logistics, you know, travel. There's so many things that a meeting and event planner, oh, yeah. and especially one that's probably like an independent who are on their own doing this. I mean, my goodness, I mean, you really have to probably demand a lot from your software of suppliers to get as much education from them as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, as, uh, you know, Coldplay says, nobody said it was easy, yeah. right, in their famous song. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, we recognize the struggle of event planners. We recognize how um, they're, they're really um, not necessarily, you know, they, 
everything keeps being thrown thrown at them, you know, and they have to reinvent their job every yeah. year. You know, sometimes is you know, now it's the security element, you know, the, the, the shootings that we experienced last year here in Vegas, you know, um, this like last week at the esports convention, yeah. you know, there, there's things are changing and we are, you know, we are in charge of these things. Now, what I want to change, though, is the perception that technology is something to learn. Right. Uh, that takes time. Yes, it is, but it's something that can create extreme efficiencies. Yeah. You know, I run a small business with like, you know, eight people within it, and we push a lot of content, which I could never have done without the use of technology, finding efficiencies, project management tools. You know, it's impossible to even imagine something like that operated manually. Yeah. So we have to have the same uh, mentality. Yes, it takes time to learn a little bit at the beginning, but the efficiencies are so important for us and we can uh, we can scale much easier with with the use of technology. and i find like it's anal analogous to that maybe the publishing industry and that i'm doing stuff now like doing this podcast for instance that a couple of years ago i would just i would never even think i was doing and i would maybe be intimidated by it and some of the other technology right. aspects of it but now all of a sudden you're just doing it you're just jumping in the pool and you start swimming i guess right yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you know your job, which you do, if you know what to look for, you know, the technology becomes just a tool to um, amplify yeah. that, okay? A lot of people say, yes, but technology is just a tool. Yes, but a venue is just a tool, yeah. right, to communicate a message. The food that you have on your um, on your table, on your buff buffet, it's a tool. The speakers that you use at your conference are a tool. Everything is a tool yeah. in an event environment, but, you know, it's an important tool. Excellent. And um, and then speaking of the event environment, um, you have a big event you're speaking at here in October, um, IMAX America. Yes. Um, and um, I actually just wrote a, a story um, in, I think it was our um, August issue about uh, your keynote there on Smart Monday, which is always such a, oh a great event. And you are... When I was talking, I'm sure you're still involved in all the planning and research for that. But um, your your oh, yeah. keynote is uh, Legacy, the Power of Events. So uh, why don't you let everyone know uh, what to expect from that and, and what's that about and how does that fit into the whole theme of what's going on there? So let me start with that. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for the feature in August. It was uh, awesome um, to see it on meetings today. Uh, sort of helped me to to build up even more tension, if possible. Uh, honestly, I've been speaking for ten years now in the event industry, but I'm I'm nervous for this one in a positive way. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, this is like um, our top audience when it gets to uh, planning, and uh, yeah, it's it's a big event, and uh, you know, one I've been close to for for years, and I'm, I'm very excited for this one now. When it gets to keynotes, uh, one of the problems that uh, I see at a lot of events for event planners, you either have the inspirational change your life mm -hmm. keynote or you have the very technical one. So I thought, why don't we do something in between that it doesn't sort of put you to sleep at 8 at 8.30 in the morning, uh, Smart Monday, the beginning of the trade show. That, you know, I mean, we have coffee supply at the Venetian, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> some, some you need more than coffee in Las Vegas closely. sometimes, right? Exactly, exactly. So what is going to happen is we're going to keep it entertaining, inspirational enough but not, you know, that we start digressing into life yeah. meaning and all of that. 
I mean, we want to keep it real. We want to keep it right. practical for event professionals. We want to give advice that, um, you know, by highlighting what other very similar events, really, you know, we're not going to be talking about music festivals or marathons. We're going to be around talking about business events, the business of uh, the mm -hmm. mice industry, the meetings industry. So very close events uh, that thought in a different way, um, you know, didn't put necessarily the usual uh, objectives first. They put change first as the objective. They wanted to create change, whether it was for their community, for the attendees, for the industry yeah. sometimes. Sometimes they didn't accept some of the dogma that comes in the event profs industry. So they did things differently. And as a result, they've changed things. They've changed lives. They've changed communities. They've changed the way we do things in events. And, you know, this is only events in the past five years. So we're not talking about 50 yeah. years ago and uh, how things changed. So very relevant, very now, uh, with uh, probably a good bunch of yeah. uh, takeaways for each um, event that you can go back to the office and say, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to try to do things a little bit differently and try to achieve better and results. It, and it's also, you really do talk about the big picture of events too and how like transformative they are to the people who attend them. Yeah, absolutely. We do start, um, you know, um, I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler here, but one of the um, the bigger picture events, uh, you know, it's an analysis of a story of uh, a scientist in the 60s and, and how, actually in the 50s, and how he kind of wanted to get European scientists together. He insisted, insisted, insisted until they came together at one event and CERN was ah. born, C-E-R-N which we owe the internet to, which we owe a lot of uh, discoveries out of that. It was all out mm -hmm. of a conference. If you, if you uh, incredibly think about it, it's that conference, they were able to make other skeptical science come together and say, if we don't do something here in Europe, you were going to be out because it's either Russia mm -hmm. or the US. So that's kind of the starting point to see how and one single event, kind of one of the most uh, impacting uh, changes in science was kind of born. Um, you know, that's, that's uh, mind-boggling. But what does right. that mean for us? And how can we um, um, apply it to our uh, uh, sort of daily practice? Well, you have to attend the... Conference. And, you know, and I hate to be like too touchy-feely, but I mean, if a meeting planner ever wants to feel like uh, his or her job, what does it mean what am I doing? You know, how important is my profession? I mean, you're you're getting together people and, and changing the world a lot a lot of times. Oh my God, yeah, that's it's all about that. Sometimes yeah. we forgot about it because we get, we get lost in to do lists and we go we get lost in crises and emergencies. But you know, the end game is becoming probably the most important part of how the the role of event planners is shifting from executional. Yeah people, you know, to uh -huh. strategists, to people that uh, have objectives that are very important, whether it's brand objectives, whether it's, uh, you know, NGO objectives, whether it's uh, entertainment objectives. At the end of the day, people do business because they meet at events. People find their you know, ideal business partner. People find their mm -hmm. life partner. People find, you know, uh, they connect, they network really. And probably, you know, in the era of social, where everything is online, everything is so streamlined. Uh, we need this uh, human interaction. At the end of the day, this is what 
why events are even more relevant than before. You remember like 10 years ago, we were having this conversation and say, okay, right. the well, social thing is going to cannibalize everything. Well, the replace face-to-face, -face, yeah. 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 Right? Do you remember that? Do you remember when like everybody was like scared and saying, okay, I'm not going to tweet anything about my event because I don't want mm -hmm. people not to attend. If anything, we're witnessing the exact right. opposite of that, you know, with FOMO and the fear of missing out. The more we see events on Facebook, on Twitter, right. the more we want to go there, the more we want to attend. So uh, that's why events are so powerful and relevant. And that's today. why it's so important to learn more about um, you know how you promote your event before, how you create engagement with your attendees uh, before, right. during, and after the event. And and I totally agree with you that all of this technology, all of these people like looking at their screens and and doing social media all day, that creates a demand for that like little that sweet spot where you're with everyone face to face for a few days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you said it, you said it very well. I mean, you know, the, the FOMO element, finally, we found um, a reason why we need to use social media for events. Because honestly, let's be honest, for the first, first five, six years of social media, we were using social media for event marketing, you know, customer management, but really, did we really use it? Now we kind of know that if we want to generate that frustration into people that are looking at an event online, they want to attend. We know that social media is instrumental to do that. Uh, but also, you know, one of the interesting, if you want something extremely trending mm -hmm. that I discussed uh, recently at one of the events. Uh, okay, FOMO, fear of missing out. We want to be there. But once you attend an event, one of the trends that we're seeing right now is actually the quite opposite of FOMO, which is called JOMO or the joy <laughs> of missing out as in creating spaces into an event where attendees can actually disconnect. I mean, if you think about IMAX, meetings, meet new people, attend a session, get to a party, yeah. day after, wake up, it's too much. There's a lot of information. There's a lot happening. So you have to be able to give your attendees the ability to disconnect, create areas, whether it's mobile-free areas, meditation areas, right. you know, all these uh um, structural and functional spaces to disconnect from the event itself. Because, you know, sometimes it's good to disconnect, reorganize the information so you can go back with a powerful, um, you know, attitude about the event. Yeah, in, uh, in a magazine business, uh, we call it white space, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I, as an editor, I just want to cram as many words onto a page or a, or a <laughs> web page yeah. as I can. But the art director is kind of like, you know what, people need a little a little visual break and to collect their, uh, their thoughts about things. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Oh, I hear you. You're hundred percent right. We always have the, you know, the urge to think that the more we feel the better yeah. and it's, it's natural because we know that we can capture more people with different angles. But at the end of the day, like, you know, one good angle, uh, and given the space to relax and process that information in an age of information overload, it's becoming very important. Well, excellent. Well, um, thanks for joining us. And why, why don't you let everyone know uh, where they can find your uh, event manager blog? Sure. Absolutely. Very easy. Eventmb.com. As for eventmanagerblog.com, both addresses work. So, you know, eventmb.com. I'm 2Julius, T-O-J-U-L-I-U-S, pretty much everywhere on social media. So you can connect with me directly. If you have any questions um, on anything, if not, if you're listening to this, you have to come 
at IMAX and you have to come and say hi to me at the keynote. I will be uh, glad to meet you. And obviously, Tyler, catching up with you as well, finally in person after a while. I will be there. And you're, you're based in Vegas. So, uh, oh, yeah. You, you just uh, take a cab to your gig, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. We love Vegas. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Julius. It's always a pleasure. I always learn so much uh, talking with you. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, everybody keep reading, reading meetings today. It's, it's my favorite you. read. I love that. Thank you. And thank you guys, uh, everyone out there in uh, listener land for joining us today for this Meetings Today podcast. Uh, happen on over to meetingstoday.com. Uh, for all of our podcasts on a variety of subjects, lots of great uh, movers and shakers in the meetings industry, sharing practical and philosophical advice about this industry we all know and love and endeavor in on a daily basis 24-7.